A surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. I hope everyone's having a great day and even better week. Just like Revenge of the Sith was for the prequels, or Return of the Jedi was for the original trilogy, this episode will wrap up part two of our special episode with Andrew Karima. This week, we'll dig deeper into his backstory and a little bit more the philosophical side of Star Wars, including a lot of hot takes and debates there. Learn more about his background as a chief technology slash taco officer at Sensor Credit and his work within the venture capital space. Hope y'all enjoy this episode. So now that we've had uh, quite a long in-depth discussion about the deep tech and probably have bored out a lot of uh, some couple of our listeners, <laughs> let's, let's try to throw some little bit of fun to give those listeners a little bit entertaining to stay on. And for those of y'all who enjoy deep tech, well, I do apologize. It's the balance. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> We're trying to get to a point though where more people enjoy deep tech. I think we just need to have more a little bit of uh, deep tech industry itself just needs to be a little bit more colorful. Exactly. Kind of like how all SaaS and software is. So I saw like on your social medias, you have chief taco officer <laughs> at Sencha Credit. Like what is the story yeah. behind that? <laughs> so there's actually not, there's really not too much of a story. I'm just a goofy person and I'm trying to kind of get rid of all that professional candor and, you know, try to strip away at that a little bit. And so I'm trying to ingrain my personality into things a little bit more. And uh, I mean, everyone already knows chief technology officer, uh, but I was just like, Hey, this is just an opportunity, a small opportunity to just, you know, kind of do something funny. So chief taco officer and also on my, uh, Instagram. Uh, I have VC at Cantos. And so I just put uh, Venture Cloudist at Cam- Cantos. <laughs> so I just like, I don't know, I just like messing around with things and play on words and whatnot. Um, you know, I, I try to live it, you know, like kind of how we were just talking about how DTech and FinTech and all this stuff can just be boring. You know, I think there's a massive repository of information online for a lot of things and a lot of people have access to it if you have a phone you do but if you want to encourage people to want to be more part of these industries you got to just add a little bit more fun man and just kind of keep it real be your authentic self Uh, i think generation z is kind of tired of you know all that etiquette the professional etiquette and all that whatnot you know sometimes i even use emojis in my emails just like mix things up a little, you know. <laughs> it's a power move right there. So mm-hmm. you, I'm going to have to ask you too, like what is your go-to taco? Uh, go-to taco. I am not actually the biggest taco person. I am very much a burrito person. Ooh. And there's this place nearby my hometown, uh, Spokane, Washington, called Adelano's. By the way, they have the worst <laughs> on their all their boards. They say best burrito in San Diego, which is a lie. 
because <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've asked so many of my friends that live in San Diego about Adelanas, and they're like, you've never heard of that place. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just absolute lie, hoping that people from Spokane will, you know, go and check that. But, uh, I mean, I love the burrito. It's And it's so basic, too. I just get this Adelanas burrito, you know, where it has, like, fries, bacon bits, cheese, guac, uh, sour cream, um, steak. Dude, you said you said just said basic burrito, and you said fries, bacon bits, like <laughs> that's some sort of burritos would be good. And like honestly, though, like I, next time or if I'm ever out in Spokane, I put I I got hit that place up. Yeah, yeah, of course, man. Uh, it's it's good. It's a little bit rinky dinky, but I'm hey, I'm very much on the if you want that really good food that street taco or whatnot you need to go to the streets you can't be going to these you know a1 restaurants that look like they fit like that are meant for the suburbs i mean you want the best tacos in the world are street tacos you know kind of those taco trucks that you'll just find on the street um that's where you're going to find the best tacos in the world that's where you're going to find the best food in the world got to go down to where the community is at man that's facts. Dude, honestly, I've not had many street tacos in my life, but when I've had them, oh man, there's like not, there's, yeah. there's very few things better in this world. Yeah, I was in uh, Mexico once and actually those were the best tacos I've ever had in my life ever. I don't, obviously there was no name to the taco truck. They were just right next to this place. Uh, and just for context, I'm talking about uh, Rocky Point in uh mexico which is like only two hours south of my alma mater uh arizona and so you know if you kind of don't really have a plan too much uh for spring break that's like the last minute plan you can kind of put together with some friends you know and then just rent out like some hotel at one of their resorts down there and anyways yeah so there's these taco places right next to all the like clubs and bars and stuff and Oh my God, I had the best chicken tacos of all time. Uh, I, I don't remember, like I said, I don't remember the name. I, I don't even remember the exact location. It was just, oh my God. So yeah, I've yet to find that taco. I haven't even eaten all day uh, because I've just been working on stuff, trying to catch up on all the backlog on my writing and whatnot. Fair enough, fair enough. Let's get some tacos then. And then, yeah. I'm curious too, you're a big Star Wars person. So, prequels, original, or sequels? Oh, man. I hate to not say the original. You know, Star Wars fans are going to kill me for this, but I didn't grow up with the original. I grew up with the prequels, episodes one through three. My and man. That's yeah, and Star Wars. Correct Star answer. Wars, uh, yeah, three is Revenge of the Sith is my favorite. I thought there was a lot of potential for uh, seven through nine. Uh, it starts out hot, uh, and then it kind of just what <laughs> you know, like the first one, uh, episode seven was a great beginning, and then episode eight. Well, once you get to nine, number eight doesn't even matter. I mean, other than the fact that uh, Luke Skywalker, you know, passes away, if you could literally have explained that in, uh, you know, the prelude, 
but everything else is like, and then episode nine just brings up more. There was so many questions to be answered. And then episode nine created more questions than answered. I didn't like the latest one. I mean, I still loved it. You know, Star Wars is always an experience. Obviously the bar is just high, but Star Wars is always an experience. Anytime you go and watch Star Wars, it's like, yes. You know, I, I, I become a bit infatuated at the beginning when I'm in the theater. It's not until like a couple of weeks, two weeks later that I'm really soaking it in. And I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah, there was a lot of plot holes and stuff. But you know what? I still love Star Wars. You know, I, I don't regret spending the money I had spent to go watch Star Wars, uh, the latest one. Nine. And, you know, the universe is expanding. I would say my favorite Star Wars thingy or, you know, like, if you want to say uh, Mandalorian. I think Mandalorian's better than all of it. Uh, Mandalorian season two is, oh, my God. And then the ending season, uh, the season finale was just great uh, with a great twist at the end. Um, yeah, so if I was to rank it, just go prequels and then the originals. Mandalorian and then I don't know the other stuff can just be kind of fit wherever all right that's interesting I'm a big fan of the prequel I'm saying with you like Revenge of the Sith is the greatest movie I love quoting the prequels big prequel yeah. memer um but and they get honestly, mad yeah the, the, fans on- like the original fans get mad I'm like yo we didn't we weren't born in 1970s <laughs> so <laughs> this uh, this wasn't like my childhood dream to me. I just watched this because, you know, people just show me that stuff because after I watched uh, The Phantom Menace. So, you know. I'm just like, because like my, my friends would always get mad at me. I used to be, when I was younger, I loved the big fan of Attack of the Clones. Yeah. And I just like, because Battle, yeah, Battle of Geonosis was like the coolest thing for like a seven year old kid who's going to Star Wars. It's like, yeah. whoa. They have lightsabers and there's like the clone army. Like this is amazing. This is cool. Yeah. And then it's like the idea of creating or cloning at a young age is like, wait, like I, I learned more about biology from that before I switched to a biology lab. And I knew like I learned more about the the guy interested in the RNA, like the DNA replication process, just because from watching Attack of the Clones. You know, just to fit in, one thing that I love, uh also, uh, someone, you know, in, especially in the deep tech investing industry, uh, Josh Wolf, uh, founder, co-founder, and, you know, GP at uh, um, Lux Capital. Uh, and anyways, he always says uh, the distance between um, science fiction and science fact is shrinking. Uh, what a lot of people don't get is a lot of these ideas that you see right now, you see the rockets in space, you see the very childish dreams, and that's where they all started. I mean, Bezos, his first love was to go to space. Uh, it wasn't even Amazon. He just knew that he needed a lot of money to do what he really wanted to do. And I'm assuming somewhere along the lines, that probably came from either he was watch, reading some comics on rockets um, or, you know, watching Star Trek or something. A lot of people, you'll be amazed how many founders nowadays are, were deep Star Trek fans. And that's where they got, like, a lot of ideas. And that first love for, you know, whether it be space tech, 
or frontier tech or whatever is cutting edge came from those things, you know, that childish imagination. And then as you get older and older, obviously you realize there, you know, there's realities and there's physics. And so it has to be accomplished, but within these set of rules that the universe has given us. So I think people try, and that's where I think founders, you know, more and more founders are getting to that threshold where we're making that little gap of science fact and science fiction come closer. Absolutely. I'm going to say this right now. The Jack of all trades is all in for a recreational or even professional pod racing league. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'm, that's my life goal is create a pod racer and then get that commercialized to be a business. Really? Uh, damn. You know, it's crazy. My favorite part about uh, Star Wars 2, Star Wars, not Star Wars 2, but is uh, actually it's the Sith, man. I think mm. they're so the way they think and it's you know all their challenges to the jedi because you know we're always about the light side and what's good you know and everything and but you don't realize there's you know um, even the jedi were wrong that's the reason why they lost because they were wrong in their ways at the time they were ignorant or i mean they were arrogant and they were blind to their power they didn't think anybody could ever challenge them they became weak through that and then, you know, the Sith just have so much, uh, there's just so much, you know, complexity behind them and how they think. It's not all just, hey, we want to be the most powerful race in the world. There's real reason behind it. There's deep philosophy behind the way they think. And you can see with uh, Anakin, uh, Darth Vader, it was all about, it was all for the better good. I mean, the greater good. At least from his point of view, that's what he thought he was doing. He was like, hey, I'm sick and tired of people just sitting around and talking about doing good things when there are people out there who are, you know, terrible things are being done to them. Slavery is still out there. And you guys are just over here talking about things. And you bring that to the real world, that's, you know, politics. I'm sick and tired of just people talking about, hey, let's do this thing for these people. And, you know, instead of just going and doing it. Um, now, out of that, there was this distorted view of how he should go about it. Honestly, he ended up by he ended up becoming the empire, the thing, the very thing he ended, he hated. But it was because he thought it was going to grant him the power to go and do those great things. He had uh, even, um, and I, I think we'll see this in the new show um, that's coming up. But you'll see that there was a lot of conflict even in Darth Vader about slavery when he found out that slavery was still happening on the outer rims uh he had an issue with that with uh, paul patine and it was because he hated slavery he was he was born a slave um never uh you know and he didn't have like a father figure around just had his mom his mom died a slave um and so he had those issues and even when he was at his even when he was becoming this jedi and becoming powerful you still couldn't save his mom from slavery and he's like, what the hell? And it's because of the Jedi's rules. He's like, you guys are just over here speaking and talking and not doing, you know. People are out there, you know, people are out there going through it. And we're just over here, the politics and the bureaucracy and all that stuff. So, yeah, uh, it, it's very interesting. And to me, the Sith are a bit more interesting than even the Jedi. That's what I think to say, too. Like, obviously, the Jedi you grown up saying like oh this is amazing like for me i personally like the i'm a big fan of obi-wan kenobi 
because I mean, first of all, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor, like that's basically, I have a glitch of a poster behind me right now of Ewan McGregor. I'm turning on my camera quick. <laughs> Hold up. There. Awesome. I used to have one just of uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi has been probably my favorite characters just because like what he said too, like, his loyalty is something that's very strong. Like at a young age, like even in learning in the expanded universe, you're taught of how much he lost. Like he lost his master, his mentor. He lost his mentee and his younger, basically his younger brother. He lost uh, Satine, if you count the extended. And yet he yeah. still stayed sane. He still stayed strong. And I'm like, wow, this he man. He lost his potential wife too. That's true. He, you know, uh, because Jedi are supposed to, they're not even, forget about marriage. They're not supposed to love at all. I don't know how you tell somebody you're, you're not supposed to love. So actually, you know, when you think about humanity, I, I think we relate more to the Sith um, between our trials and tribulations uh, that happen internally and externally about which way uh, we're, we're, you know, the biggest one of the biggest issues that Star Wars has, uh, I mean, Jedi have again, you're not, there's supposed to be no passion. And in the Sith Creed, there's the first line is uh, peace is a lie. Uh, all there is is passion. And that's through the passion and through the dark side, you'll get power and be able to do, you know, whatever you want to do. And so, you know, and human beings are very passionate. We're very passionate and prideful. It's so many issues, right? And I think with the Sith too, it's it's easy it's easy to just look at it and be like, hey, uh, it's evil. This is evil, and this is good. Um, but that's not how it goes. Um, the real world we learned is there are a lot of people who do evil things thinking that they're good, and there's a lot of people who do bad things thinking. Uh, I mean, that do good things um, that are just straight evil. That's a fair point to put it then. And then. I think to wrap things off, actually two things to wrap things off. Yeah. First things. All right. So we're going to, we're just going to assume that the sequels never happened because we both agree that <laughs> it, it wasn't the greatest. So you have a, yeah. yeah, we have a choice. All right. So you, you are, a leader of a certain faction. So you either are a leader of the Republic, the Confederacy, or the, I would say, this is the Confederate independent systems. So the CIS, aka the droids, uh, the, the rebels, or the Empire. Who would you choose and why? So to be, and what would be my reason? I mean, Obviously, there'd be a reason behind it, but is there like any outcome that needs to come out of uh, me being a leader of any of these factions? No, just uh, which one would you think, uh, honestly, you think you'd do the most or uh, you think would be kind of the best? Like, it's very ambiguous. Like, what would you choose? No outcome, like, no outcome in mind, but you can yeah. create your own outcome. So you can, like, take the droid army and shut it off and take it to, take it to the ground. Or yeah. you could take the Empire to the moon. Okay. Um, and so, me? Oh, can't save the Empire. 
get it in trouble <laughs> with that. <laughs> a lot of people would definitely think I'd have an authoritative mindset. Um, no, uh, I mean, obviously head of the Galactic Empire, but not as a king. I don't think, well, one, I wouldn't want to be the full head on of anything, maybe like on the council or board or group of cemetery and maybe have more voting power than others. So, you know, there can be a bigger effort to make things happen instead of just talking about things. Um, so, yeah, uh, between that, uh, yeah, just, um, I guess the board of the galactic, uh, or no, the Republic, a board on the Republic. Uh, and I don't know what we would actually even do yet. I mean, I would reverse. I don't think I'd give the Jedi as much power as they had. Uh, I, I think I would externalize them as an entity. Um, they were too close to the top. And even though they're the ultimate peacekeepers, um, yeah, I, I would see them more, I would see Jedi more as an advisory board rather than ones that can make uh, uh, straight decisions and military decisions. Um, and then, yeah. But this is kind of weird. I would have to keep just, you know, after learning as much as I can about the Sith, I mean, the Sith or Jedi, I would want to keep the Sith nearly close, right? I would want to keep the Sith as like a party nearby towards the, the council. All right. All right. So basically the, the whole plot and revenge of the Sith. Yeah. The whole plot of the revenge of the Sith, except with transparency. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Just not the secrecy. And obviously neither, neither Jedi nor Sith would have uh, empirical power or any sense. I like that a lot. Like, I think for me, I'm going to say my two cents on there because no one asked for it and people are going to get it still. But <laughs> I think uh, it's hard because the rebels and the, the droid army, the CIS, uh, they all share the same thing they share in common is going against the grain and always going yeah. like being kind of like the, I'm going to say like entrepreneurial with the way that they approach things. Like the yeah. rebels are straight up bootstrapping everything. I would say the droid army is a very oligarchy or like a, it's a very controlled econ, like they're very controlled and like they're bonding for reasons just to protest against their government at times. Yeah. You know, I'm going to say the empire just, I'm not, I, just because the empire has, uh, I think having, actually no, not the empire. This is tough. I wouldn't want to do the rebels yeah. Just be, the rebels just seemed very. I think they're just they're very survival based. Yeah, I wouldn't choose the Republic because there's too much corruption going on. It just seemed like yeah. what they were doing was good was ended up there's different story to it at times. Yeah, but the Jedi were peacekeepers. Yeah. I would say. I would say like the ooh, I'll say the Droid Army. Mm-hmm. But don't is- forget too the, the Jedi's are peacekeepers, but their arrogance of you know the opposite of peace 
and war is what I mean, led I, to, the, to the end of peace. Exactly. I would say, uh, I would say the droid army, the CIS, just be, because I, I, it's also, they come from different backgrounds. Like you have, I mean, it's kind of like an oligarchy, but you still have different backgrounds being represented. So you have, yeah. and you didn't have like consistent like bureaucracy of total politics at times. Yeah. And Yo, this is kind of out of out of the blue. Um, but I just thought, you know, another thing too I hated about Star Wars Nine, uh, I hated the fact that um, Anakin Skywalker was not even it was very minimal part of that story. It's like, yo, wasn't he the chosen one that was supposed to bring balance to the Force? And then so Ray fulfilled the prophecy of the great Jedi. Okay, that's cool, but shouldn't have, I feel like Anakin should have had a bigger hand in pushing towards that, right? I was always like anticipating that Ray would be like Obi-Wan's daughter. And like Obi-Wan would, because I know Obi-Wan is, uh, would have probably uh, had a secretive daughter for sure, 100%. But I honestly think that that would have been such a great ending if they had Anakin in there. But Obi, even Obi Wan would have been great because it brings a whole story around. You do it for the fans. But Palpatine, you have to, but you have to bring. Yeah, exactly. They have to bring the whole story around by bringing back Palpatine and just giving putting it all on Rey. And yes, I know there's that little part where all the Jedi's reach out to Rey and be like, "You're not alone. Oh, we're all here." Okay, that's cool and everything, but he was literally the chosen one. And the story is all about the Skywalkers. It had nothing to do with the Skywalkers. The, I don't even think it really had anything to do with the Skywalkers, uh, the ninth one. And that basically just showed that, okay, the Skywalker family wasn't as – I mean, it just didn't seem – it didn't feel compelling to me that the Skywalkers weren't really part all of it, right? It, it's like, wait, Ray's a Skywalker? Wait, no, she's actually. Oh, Palpatine's grand. I was like, God, how, how does that? Doesn't that up? But I mean, end of. It was the story of the Skywalkers. I'm like, this is not the story of the Palpatines. And okay, you can let her be Palpatine's daughter. Okay, that would, that would ex- that explains all the struggle. Um, she's she was naturally in, you know. She had an affinity for the dark side. Okay, cool. But I don't know. I think Ben Solo should have had a bigger play in that. Dude, honestly, or, R2-D2 should have had a biggest play. R2-D2, <laughs> C-3PO. They went through, like, hell. Like, they went through the Clone Wars. They basically yeah. said bye to their, uh, like, to their master, like, with Anakin and Darth Vader. They survived the twice. They yeah, said rebellion. Their, their, uh, their master twice with then they uh, got, Anakin and Luke. Yeah, wow. Honestly, they went through. They went through too much. They were there oh, the one, whole time, man. Yeah, and but you had to put Palpatine. Like I know Chief Palpatine's an iconic character, but you're really choosing Palpatine over R two D two C three PO, Obi Wan and Anakin. Like, you might as well put General Grievous in the movie. Why not? It should have been R2-D2 to kill Darth Sidious. 
Ooh. Honestly, it would be great to have, like, Darth Maul or Count Dooku to do it. Like, R2-D2 flies in while, like, she's trying to stop the electricity. And then, I don't know, maybe he just, like, kind of blocks it off or he just kind of, you know, just brings it back to the policy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Or C3PO falls in front and then uh, he's distracted and R2D2 just ends him. That's a to go. Yeah. No. It's not a human being that ends Palpatine. The droid the, the droid army will rise, the CIS. And they come back <laughs> and they just droid army zombies come back to life. Bro, there won't be zombies at that point. They just be the droid army. Do droidicos. Oh man, yeah. brings back old memories of Battlefront One, Battlefront Two. <laughs> Love that movie. I mean that game. I remember I used to play it all the time, especially with the heroes. Once I learned how I could like have their heroes on like twenty four seven, that's all my friends would, me and my friends would do back in like second, third grade. And my character, my character of choice was Alo Secura, by far. <laughs> the two lightsabers always was the move. Yeah, I feel it. So now we kind of like went extreme tangent, and I totally misrealized that. I didn't talk too much about your work with uh, Cantos and uh, Sencha Credit. So would you <laughs> mind just to finish things off, talk about them, and then maybe say how listeners can uh, help out with that? Yeah. Yeah, so let me start off first with uh, Sencha Credit. Um, so anyways... Um, Stencher Credit, uh, how I came to find these guys first, I was doing, uh, participating in the internship with um, an early stage VC group. Uh, and one of the portfolio companies was Stencher uh, Credit. Um, and I really just vibe with their mission, you know, and I was um, at this time thirsty for, I would say, an on, 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 tra- <laughs> entrepreneurial endeavor and I found Sencha and um, you know um, me and the founders really clicked from there and you know it's really hard to find another group of people who are down to be founders with you and that are you know willing to give it their all and so anyways um, Sencha got started from just the frustrations of building credit Um, during our CEO's freshman year of college he needed to take out a loan to continue his education Um, he and me and, you know, uh, his younger brother, Christian, we've all faced all the adversities of, you know, having, not having good credit. Uh, it almost feels like we were just born, you know, with bad credit just from our family's bad credit history. Uh, anyways, years later, um, he talked about these experiences with uh, his brother. Um, and after tons of research, we just came to the conclusion that we can't necessarily fix the credit system. It's deep in its ways. but we can find our own opportunity, right? Um, to give people an opportunity, uh, equal footing ground to build credit. And so from there, uh, Sencha, the card is a debit card that builds credit. Um, and now we're including stock rewards, fractional stock rewards program, and also a bit reward, a Bitcoin rewards program. The wheel's been turning a bit faster lately. You know, the last year has been about just kind of putting all these pieces of the puzzle together so we could launch our product. To do what we want to do and facilitate our uh, lending use case, um, it takes time to build partnerships 
with uh, banking entities. And so most of our system architecture um, is built out, uh, but we are hopeful and ambitious on launching um, a public beta version before the end of the summer. Um, yeah, and so that's Cintra. And then on the side too, I am part-time tech analyst, uh, the hard tech analyst for Cantos Ventures. And uh, Cantos this is a first round venture capital firm with uh, 25 million under management. And we are investing in, in you know, innovation curve, previously intractable problems in the new light. So we're looking into the future and frontier tech and um, what's cutting edge. And my particular position, uh, I started, I joined the firm like about a month ago. Uh, I've been a hard tech analyst uh, for them, looking at you know robotics, quantum computing, um, VR, AR, and just really trying to get our firm smart. And through copious amounts of research and writing on, you know, the industries that are very bullish on. Um, and so I guess going back to uh, and how can you get involved, right? So we're planning on launching um, Sencha, the debit card, and also going to be linked with the app um, in what well, we're hoping to in the next three months. So, I mean, just sign up for the wait list. But at the same time, we're always looking for ambitious people, you know, who want to solve these issues with us and uh, financial issues uh, with us. And then Cantos right now, you know, we're just a younger firm. So um, the team is small, uh, not too much to really be done outside of that aspect. But I'm always uh, willing to speak to founders, you know, and just kind of see what they're working on. And, you know, like I said, I write a lot on my blog, so I'm always willing to, you know, even even if it's not fully a Cantos venture, then to, you know, interview and learn about your insights and whatnot. Because um, like I said, every single time I interview somebody, I get smarter on my uh, myself too as well. So, yeah. So you heard it up right here. If you want to talk about deep tech, why episode nine of star wars was not great or uh the prequels you know the guy to talk to <laughs> exactly uh bring it all my way appreciate it though but anyway man great conversation i know we went a little bit long but you know what we had time flies by when you have fun it is what it is man and everything's remote you know can be having these conversations too you know, I want to get back to when these conversations are happening in person. I'm way too much of an extroverted person to just be zooming it all the time. I do love the fact that now I have, you know, I can contact anybody from anywhere and have these serious conversations, but I'm going to be pretty excited when I can be in a room full of people and, you know, be having these type of conversations again. But, you know, till then, Dragon Ball Trades, get after it. Yes, sir. Thanks again for tuning into the episode. I really appreciate it. I hope you all learned something really important and can use this information today to help better yourself and achieve your life goals. If you don't mind, would you be willing to either leave a rating on this episode, share this episode with a friend who may be interested, or always interact with us on our social media to make sure we can help better improve ourselves. 
And remember, keep grinding, hustling, and making the most of the cards dealt to you.